There's no doubt about it. Names are important. What a person is called from cradle to grave matters, especially if a choice is made by the parents that makes life hard on the child. Take the dilemma of a boy whose father thought it was a good idea to name him Sue. Dad thought it would enable the boy to grow to a toughened man. Interestingly, celebrities at some point realized that if their birth name was not star quality, they could just change it. The examples are legion. Marion Michael Morrison became John Wayne. You were born Margaret Mary Emily Ann Hira? No worries. Call yourself Meg Ryan. Camille Javal? Nah. Make me Bridget Bardot. Let's just say your name is Steve Land Hardaway Judkins. You want to be a singer. Okay. How's about Stevie Wonder? And on and on it goes. One quite interesting fact is the considerable number of Jewish or Israeli-born celebrities that have renamed themselves. Alan Stewart Konigberg, a.k.a. Woody Allen. Melvin Kaminsky became Mel Brooks. Nathan Birnbaum is now buried George Burns. Robert Zimmerman is called Bob Dylan. Eric Weiss liked Harry Houdini much better. Larry Ziegler is Larry King. Jonathan Stewart Leibowitz became John Stewart. Natalie Hirschlag, Natalie Portman. I grew up with a huge boyhood crush on Natalia Nikolaevna Zakharinko. Only I knew her as Natalie Wood. In the Bible, names are extraordinarily important, especially when given by God. Take Adam, for, for instance. It was interesting to me while researching the name of the first man, that the name Adam did not readily appear in Genesis. He was simply called the man until Genesis 2.20. Your translation may not refer to Adam until after the fall in Genesis 3.20. The root of the name Adam, Dom, in Hebrew, meaning blood, becomes Adam by adding one letter. The Hebrew word Adamah 
means ground and refers to the source of the man as we read in Genesis 2-7. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Adam kept his name for all his 930 years until he died. However, there are a number of instances where God himself renamed his children, most notably Abram and Sarai, who became Abraham and Sarah, as described in Genesis 17. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Isaac, Abraham's son, himself had a son named Jacob. But as related in Genesis 32, a man wrestled with him and was blessed by the man. He said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. It has been interpreted, and I agree, that Jacob was blessed by the pre-incarnate Messiah. Another notable character from the word is Hosea, the son of Nun. He is first identified in Numbers 13 as the representative of the tribe of Ephraim. Then, suddenly, we read in Numbers 13:16, These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. But Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. It makes all the sense in the world that Hosea in Hebrew means salvation, while Joshua is a shortened version of Jeshua, meaning Jehovah is salvation. Remember, Joshua became the leader of the Israelites after Moses died and led them into the promised land. Likely, the most familiar example of a man who was named, and probably wanted to be renamed, was Nabal. His story is told in 1 Samuel 25, and didn't end well for him. Nabal is actually an adjective, and is described in Strong's as, quote, foolish, senseless, especially of the man who has no perception of ethical and religious claims and with collateral idea of ignoble, disgraceful, end quote. 
On the other side of that same coin is Abigail. From BehindTheName.com, quote, From the Hebrew name Avagail, meaning my father is joy, derived from the roots Av, meaning father, and Gil, meaning joy. Then there is David. Also from BehindTheName.com, quote, from the Hebrew name David, which was derived from Hebrew dot, meaning beloved or uncle, end quote. The story in 1 Samuel 25 is practically told in the names of the principal characters. Jesus, exercising his authority as the Son of God, renamed the brother of Andrew in John 1, 41-42. He found first his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. And there is the curious example of Matthew, who is also known as Levi. It was not uncommon for individuals in ancient Israel to have two names. What is interesting in the Gospels is the fact that Matthew himself never mentions the name Levi in the gospel bearing his name. The gospels of Mark and Luke both refer to the tax collector as Levi until he is called by Jesus, whereupon he is thereafter named Matthew. Levi is inspired from the verb lelavot, which means in Hebrew to accompany or to escort, or from the verb lilvot, which means to borrow. Matthew comes from the Hebrew matlia, meaning the gift of the Lord. During the exile, Matthew was a common name for male children as the family considered themselves blessed when a boy was added to the family. Finally, there is the case of Saul of Tarsus, who was also known as Paul. The name Saul is from the Hebrew name Shaul, meaning ask for, prayed for. As you are probably aware, Saul of Tarsus literally burst onto the scene during the stoning of Stephen in the book of Acts in the seventh chapter. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him, and the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. The ferocity of the Pharisees' persecution of the disciples of Christ was well documented in the 8th chapter of Acts, 
Then, in chapter 9, as he was traveling, it happened that he was approaching Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told you what you must do. The only name by which the Savior referred to him was Saul. It is not until chapter 13, when Saul was confronting Elamas, the magician, that we find, but Saul, who was also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze on him. Suddenly, we know the tent maker from Tarsus as Paul. The name was there all along. We just didn't know it. Most likely, since the Jew Saul was also a Roman citizen, he had a Roman name. The rest, as they say, is history. Oh yeah, the name Paul has as its etymology small. Perhaps this refers to the man's stature, but it can also mean a small whisper that propagates into a roaring multitude. For now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Yeah.